Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and it's time for Texas Homegrown Music and I've got a good friend on the show today. His name is Jason Elmore and you guys probably, if you're familiar with him at all, you've listened to him play a lot of blues rock music. He's got a new record he's releasing and, and it's probably a little more in the rock vein and we'll talk about that on the interview. But I don't want to take up too much time. I pulled something out of the analogs for me, a little bit of an older song called, um, it's, it's called Wrong Man, Wrong Man for the Job. So if you're, if you're a lady out there and you feel like you got the wrong man, honey, you know, you can do something about it. <laughs> but here's a song for you. And we'll be right back with Jason Elmore right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
Hey guys, we're back on Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got my good friend Jason Elmore in the house. How you doing, baby? Welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be back on the show. I know. I think it's been, I think I had you on the show about almost four years ago when I first started, and I was at a different radio station. And This is uh, the better station. And this sure. is a better station, for sure. But let me just tell you. I've been a fan of yours, and I reached out to you, and you said something that really bothered me. You were like, oh, I thought you were mad at me. You remember saying that? You said, oh, I hadn't heard from you. I thought maybe I did something to hurt your feelings. I'm like, dude, you couldn't do anything to hurt my feelings Oh, ever. that's good. Well, I wear my feelings on my sleeve, so do you? I, I guess if I don't hear from somebody, I, I automatically assume they hate my guts and want me dead. No, not at all. In fact... Um, I recall just not too many years ago, you did a bit, you did a video at our place. That's right. At the Guitar Sanctuary. You yep. did a live, uh, I made a live uh, DVD and Blu-ray concert and nobody had told me that people didn't buy DVDs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like a 300 of them at home. Have you? you know, anybody's so got hey guys, player. did you hear that? If you guys want some, <laughs> reach out to us. Okay. We got one right here. Carrie wants one. Well, you know, Things have changed so much. In fact, I'd really love to talk to you about that because you've been doing this for a long time and touring and, and making music. And I was just talking to a promoter actually on the way to the show today um, that was wanting to put together a show. And I was telling him, you know, it's a different animal right now. I have no idea where we're going with music. And of course, um, with AI and yeah. CGI and all this stuff. I just know that for me, I still love to play music to people live, and I still like to write my own songs. I really don't want to have to. Pl- I don't want to plug in any ideas right. and have somebody else writing it for me Absolutely. because I think people can tell when something comes from you. Now, I'm not saying you can't sing someone else's songs because I do it a lot. Me too. But um, but it, it, the the times have changed a lot, and and now it seems like everybody that I have on the show. They talk about new records, but the most important part of it is going out and playing them and touring with them and getting on the road with it because that's the way, that's the only way you're really going to make money. People are streaming their music now for cents on the cents, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's hard to make money that, uh, that way for sure. And I know you just made a record and you're releasing it for streaming, correct? Mm-hmm. Although I do know you have some pre-sales on your um on your website for CDs. Yep, I have a CDs and vinyl should be here about December, I think. It well, runs a little Well, thankfully vinyl's coming back cuz yeah. it's a nostalgic and a lot of a lot of people are are pressing vinyl because some of us old folks it's cool. and the new generation really like that. Yep. I mean, um, I of course I I never left it, but same here. I don't know what people are into these days or what sells music or whatever, and I just kind of got stressed out about guessing so i just with this one i just wanted to make a record that i that i wanted to listen to and something i can just it gives me that same vibe as van halen one or something not that i'm comparing my music with that at all but well just, just so you guys know jason is one of those artists like i'm going to compare you to someone that i know you admire because he's you you wrote about him and as you know one of your inspirations is andy timmons oh, and um jason you're you're the same kind of cat where you can play all kinds of mo- styles of music and i know that you've made a real big name for yourself in texas music because 
you, a lot of people know you playing blues, but also hard rock. And, and um, sometimes, you know, some people might even tend to say metal, although I think it's really more hard rock yeah. than, than metal, although you can shred like th the best of them. I, I started off playing in metal bands up in the Texoma area, but yeah, what I do now is I wouldn't call it metal. That, when I think of, of what's metal nowadays, it's Cookie Monster vocals and uh, pretty mathematical formulas and in tones and stuff, uh, much different than what I use. I, I would call it hard rock, which is, you know, pre-metal. A lot of the early Zeppelin stuff is, I mean, they were one of the first heavy metal bands, if you ask me. Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, UFO, bands like that, ACDC. And so tell me, because um, I don't know that I ever really got the story behind how you were inspired to get started in music from, a, you know, young age. I don't know. I guess because I'm just too lazy to work, really. I wanted <laughs> That's to figure honest. something else out. <laughs> um, now I'm just uh, in a, a musical household. I, I, I would stay in, in my mom's household, and my dad's on the weekends, and both of their parents whenever they weren't there. So I have four different households that I would stay in, and, and there was music playing in all those drastically different music was there what tell me yeah. some of that some, some uh, my grandma would listen to like floyd kramer and uh, um just old stuff for, you know from the from the 30s and 40s okay and my dad would listen to uh, pantera uh, bugs henderson a lot of, he would take me to a lot of concerts okay. and, and local stuff right my mom was a big into george Strait and okay. the 80s country okay and then my other grandparents household there was a lot of gospel music and uh, nice. bluegrass nice so, Man, you just got a plethora of Yeah, I just grew up always liking it. I never was like, I, one of the other kids would be like, oh, that's that's not metal enough for me to listen to. I was always like, oh, it's it's, it's great. Chet Atkins is, is, oh, is, man. is, is I, well, just you know, as awesome as Dimebag Daryl. <laughs> I, you know, exactly. I, I, I'll tell you, some of my um, early inspirations, I just thought about this the other day, was uh, Hoyt Axton, who I... You know, I don't know why I didn't put it together, but, you know, he wrote a lot of stuff for other artists. He wrote this hit songs for Three Dog Night. And yeah, he wrote The Pusher by the, Steppenwolf. I know, Can exactly. I mean, so <laughs> a good song is a good song is a good song. My right? grandma heard, uh, I was playing that song, The Pusher, on a record back in, in the 80s. I was probably like eight years old, I guess. And she she was not having it. She liked gospel music. And, of course, you know, the lyrics to that song... She ripped it off the turntable and took it out to the burning barrel at that time in the country. You burnt the, car, the trash. Burn it, yeah. Man, she lit it on fire right there in the burning barrel. But I had a cassette tape of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to be real sneaky with that one and play, it on, play with the headphones. On. Yeah, play there the you go. On. Just don't let Grandma hear you yeah. playing that music. She couldn't understand what in the yeah, world's coming no. to. I, listen, I was in church a lot, and I had people tell me, you know, don't whatever you do, don't you go out there and start singing that Satan music. And if anything that wasn't gospel was called Satan music. Sure. <laughs> and so I, I learned early on that wasn't really true. But um, And... and and believe it or not, a lot of the artists that I listened to, and I'm sure you know this as well, that ended up playing rock and blues and everything, they were in church. Sure. You know, and they were just giving a message, and I'm, I'm still all about it. I still like to sing gospel music once in a while, but, man, I'm definitely a, a rocker at heart. Oh, and for blues sure. Girl and and you look so at Little Richard you. and Elvis and yep. uh, all those, yep. those people that were big. Yep. 
inspired yeah. by inspired gospel, by gospel music yeah. and, and went out and made some. Well, but you, they made the devil's music. They made they the devil's that. music. <laughs> you know, um, so this new record you it's called Rise Up Lights. You've got it coming out on October 31st. I'm sure that yeah, was... Baby. I'm sure that was intentional. Yeah, I got to choose my own release date. So yeah, I like, hmm, and I saw some I of the artwork. That. I was going, yeah, that works. All right. <laughs> that works. Yeah, if you say Rise Up Lights fast, it sounds like an Australian saying Razor Blades. Try it. Rise Up Lights. Oh, my Rise gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there's a Razor Blade uh, graphic um, on the front okay, of it. Okay, I was going to And kind of a throwback to early that. Judas Priest yeah. stuff where they always right. have it. So it's kind that of, makes sense. Well, um, so that tells me some of the inspiration that you had. But what I was was getting at when I got, you know, taken off track here is that you have the ability to play so many different styles of music, Jason. And I think that's what makes people like to come out and see you play, oh. because you're an entertainer and you're, um, you know, you're really a good singer. And you've had some of the Thanks. same cats playing with you for a long time. I think we just talked about your bass player. Yeah, Brandon Katona. We were just talking about how uh, he got sent home from from Canada when he was 17 because he wasn't old enough to play in the bars up there. Of course, I, here I here that. was okay. They'd let him in. Yeah, just here you could, they would X work around it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't having it up there. Yeah, he and Mike Talbot have been playing with me for, shoot, a, a, over 10 years now. I don't remember exactly what date. Well, we started, um, but it's it's got to be nice to have cats that have been with you that long oh, to kind of so know where you're going. And sure. if you want to pull something out of the analogs, you can. Yeah, and you know how hard it is to, to have a chemistry like with, with people in a band or mm-hmm. on in a musical mm-hmm environment you may get along with them great as a person but on you know musically you just might not have that connection right or vice versa you might have that musical connection but they're they're just not the kind of people you want to hang out with you know but uh, i got lucky with those guys because we're all the best of friends they're they're normal people or they're they have the same abnormalities as me i guess we we get along (laughs) and uh it's just beautiful. We're, I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to make music with both of them. Well, I and that's have, Mike Talbot playing drums yep. and Brandon Katona on the there bass. There you go. And so it's a strong trio, people. I mean, you know, you think sometimes that you have to have f- five, six players up there to get a wall of sound, but you actually don't. No, you got to pay those extra guys. <laughs> yeah, don't I know? <laughs> that's why we keep don't it a trio. I, 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 get those, uh, I get those texts from George all the time when I have a six-piece band. He goes, well, we're not making much on this gig. No, that's right. <laughs> You got too many people on stage this time. Well, um, I'm gonna play. You just dropped this um, this single just a few days ago. Actually, it's called "Burning Bridge" yeah. off the new record, and it's not like any of the other songs. By the way, this one it's kind of uh, it, it, it definitely has some um, a, a very melodic song, which I love. But I can definitely tell that the rest of the record's a little bit harder. Which is what you want, were after. You wanted to go yeah. back to kind of your roots of loving hard, hard rock. Just hard rock guitar. Like, just, I feel like everybody's playing the same guitar licks lately. So okay. I wanted, not that I'm any better, but uh, I just wanted to to do something that was more of a throwback to the to the early days when guitar was a little flashier and uh, a little the more self-indulgent, maybe. That? But, you know, okay. uh, just, I, I, I grew up on that stuff. All and, right. and I just think Did it's cool. Did you grow cool. up? I haven't grown up. I yet. didn't I think mean, so, Jason. That was. <laughs> I'm growing. <laughs> I, I don't don't grow up, people. It's it's very overrated. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna play this song, "Burning Bridge," right now. Yeah, this one's a little bit more subdued than the other rockers on the album. It's a little closer to what what I've what I usually do, more of a blues rock thing. But 
My favorite part about this is you'll hear some what sounds like a Hammond organ, but it's not. It's guitar. It's really? Guitar okay. I going through, that a was Les, through a Leslie cabinet. Going through cabinet. a Leslie cabinet? Yeah, okay. I tried to, I Clapton used to do that and uh, traffic and, you know, a lot of those cats in the early days. Yeah. And it just it helped me save money from by not hiring an organ player, and it just sounds so cool to me. Well, it is great sound, and I, th- I was going to ask you about the about um, the keys on it, and now I found out it's actually guitar. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Me too. I love it. We're going to play Burning Bridge right now, and it's off a new record dropping on October thirty first, called Rise Up Lights with Jason Elmore. If you guys are not familiar with his music, get familiar with it. He's been playing for a lot of years in Texas and all over all over the world, actually. But uh, right now, he's going to play this new song, and it's a beautiful song called Burning Bridge. And we'll be right back to talk to Jason about some other things he's got in the works and just about what a great guy he is. By the way, I do care a lot about you, and I can't believe you thought that I was upset with you. That just really bothers me. (laughs) We'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown.
lessons I learned, and I've got bridges to burn. We're back, and I'm sitting here talking to my good friend Jason Elmore, who just uh, has a new record coming out called Rise Up Lights, and we just played Burning Bridge off of that, which, you know, I haven't got to listen to the whole record, but that's one of my favorites, and probably because, you know, I do love your blues stuff, and I do love your melodic things, and I love your voice. I love that song. It's one of my, uh, probably my favorite song that I've that I've written. So I was, and was I one like of those the... that just came out real quick. You know, Tom Petty said, I think it was Tom Petty that said that sometimes they all arrive on the same bus. Like yeah. And all it's... the ideas and everything just comes together. And that was one of those. Well, I love that just, concept just too out. of I've got a lot of bridges to burn. Yeah. I'm, was... You know, I'm, I, 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 for, to, that, that really spoke to me because there's a lot of things in my past and a lot of things that I always want to recognize that yeah I wouldn't be where I am without that it's kind of like a bridge to get me to where I am but at some point in my life I want to be able to just say I'm done with that I don't need to go back there and recall that so much right on. you know kind of got me where I'm going and that's that's what music does it kind of takes me places yeah and I like the uh, lyrics I, I never say I never say what a song is about like anything that I write I like hearing people interpret it because it's subjective yeah it might mean something completely different it's like art. and you find out what it really means and go oh what well i what? don't know i mean i yeah. actually do like sometimes <laughs> to ask people just because I, as a songwriter i like to hear what it is that inspires them and what, what makes them say or do the things they do but yeah no i agree though art is so subjective in every form and you know i have a daughter that's an artist um and she's also musically inclined but she'll she'll draw some Something and she's very she does some really weird stuff you you'd like it i mean seriously after like seeing some of, yeah i know you would and sometimes i look at her and say are you in a dark place honey because <laughs> i am looking at this and going this looks so dark to me she goes well that's not dark to me at all mom and so that's why i realized that it's subjective yeah for so, sure from wherever you are and wherever you're coming well but that what's not subjective is that you have been with a sweet woman for a long time and in oh. fact you've got a uh, anniversary coming up on halloween yeah we'll be uh, married 10 years 10 years she was 10 years married but 15, 15 years, years together and, and that yeah. counts in my world for sure oh, um yeah. you know what a beautiful thing to have someone take oh, this journey with you i'm so lucky to have her she's just been super supportive and and there for me in every kind of way from day one and all the cliche stuff that you'd see in a in a in a, in a fairy tale type thing i, I somehow got it so well you got it because you invested to, in, to in it. appreciate it and and not neglect it and but see that's just, the reason right there best. that's the, and that's how you keep it uh, that's how you keep it well shout out to that because i love to talk in. about i love to talk about um couples that can stay together in the music business because it's tough Sure is. I mean, you give up your weekends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, she gives I mean, up so many weekends and so much sleep, and uh, just to to be there and hear us do the the same dang songs that we've been doing well, for know, ten years. I like, have people that um, <laughs> I, I t that come out and see me so much, and one of them said something to me one time. They said, "Well, do you still enjoy seeing it?" And I said, oh, "Yeah, I do." And they said, "Well, that's how we feel." Oh. You know, so there you have it, you know, and I guess when we get to a place where we're not 
enjoying it, I'll quit. But I don't. I don't think. Yeah, that's I just I just do different material when that happens. Yeah, yeah, just change it up. A and little then years bit. go by, and you go, Oh, oh man, yeah, I forgot I used to song. do that. Yeah. I'm gonna bring that back. I used to rock that. <laughs> I love that. Why did we quit doing it? Yeah. Why did we quit doing that? So, um, have you always been in Texas? Yes. So yep. Yep. You... I grew up in Denison, which is up there. Right, it's yeah, not as close to Oklahoma as you now. can get without actually being in it. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of growth going on up there yeah, right now. Yeah, it's growing. And uh, for those of you that don't know anything about what we're talking about, most people that are listening, the radio shows certainly do. But but Denison up near Texoma, that's a beautiful neck of the woods, really. I mean, honestly, there's some really pretty areas up there that yeah, we're, uh, don't have that flat land that we're all talking about for Texas. For sure. We're about to move uh, back up there, as a matter of fact. My grandparents both passed this last year. Okay. And... Uh, I was very close to them, and I uh, ended up getting their house. So okay. I, I bought, we're buying it, right. but it just happened to to be able to stay in the family and be a good <clears> deal, and it, and it's a special place to me. So I bet we're gonna move I up bet. there and and make a, a '70s style funky funky house. Fun. Yeah, that... We've been doing that a lot lately, just remodeling that and making it shag carpet and wood wall panel oh my gosh kind of like the vans we used to ride around (laughs) in (laughs) some of us still do well you know i grew up in a house like that my mom was a total hippie i'm sure you can't tell that by looking at me but um as a joke actually out there for all you that don't know what i look like and how i dress but my mom took doors the doors out and we didn't have doors in our house we had beads yeah. You remember that? And yes, I mean, so I people was looking wonder, at them on Amazon last night. Are you, as a so fact. people wonder why I'm not uh, why I'm not modest. I'm like I I grew up in a household where you you couldn't be modest. There was there were no doors. It was all oh, beads, and awesome. you could hear you could hear them when people walked through. You knew that you know. Yeah. Of course, the house was so small, and uh, we had that checkered floor, black and white checkered floors, and the shag carpet. What you were talking yeah, about. Um, Things had style back in the, in the <laughs> back in the, those decades, the '60s and '70s. Music too. The well, music too. I, and and again, a lot of influence in the stuff that you do because we grew up in a time where it, so much instrumentals were going on. I mean, I can remember when the '80s came and we started having a lot of electronic music take over and. I just I couldn't get into it. I couldn't either, but you know what? Nowadays, I love it. I yeah. love listening to '80s stuff. It's, I know. It's so Isn't much it better than that we're older than what passes for pop music nowadays. I'm like, oh, there was this really was wasn't that bad in the '80s, and even some of the '90s stuff yeah. that I just couldn't stand at the time because well, it didn't have any guitar in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, George will tell you that you know he he thinks that the vocalist is in the way because they're just trying to take up space till the guitar solo. <laughs> I mean, that's what he tells me every time. But yeah, you know, it's crazy though, Jason, that we're now in a time where we're actually talking about the 2000s as if they were a long time ago. I know, it feels, it still feels mean, like the 90s were 10 years ago to and, me. I know, <laughs> as a kid, don't you remember, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey felt mm-hmm. like that was, we were going to be in spaceships. Yeah. And we are taking them up. I mean, I know, we're, we're and we got the AI got, thing coming on. We got on. AI coming. Open on. the doors, Hal. I know, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and, and remember when the Jetsons was just a, a thought, and now we're actually there are people that are actually buying trips to go to the to Mars. It's crazy, and it's, uh, uh, and we got to see it so all, yeah. and we still have a lot to see. Yeah, you know, for sure. we still have a lot to see. We still have a lot to do, and um, I'm glad we grew up and got to see it both ways, like before the internet. What you know, what life was like. Yep. When you just 
Well, I mean, sat there in front of the record player with the headphones on and a record, and you read every word on the cover. And well, and it had to listen to it all the way through to get to the songs you wanted to hear. Well, but and that was back when you had a whole that. group of people that were working with you on stuff, and now we've got kids that are cutting albums in their home on their phone sure. and with a you know with a platform that they've got on their computer and they can do it. And now that you're not pressing, you don't have to press anything. You can just upload it, yeah. and you're immediately out there amidst the whole world. So yep. there's good and bad there to is all good. of it. I feel like we've sacrificed uh, quality for quantity, but I, that's I the way. But if it weren't that right. way, people like me wouldn't get to release albums. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and now it's actually something affordable, whereas sure. before you, you thought, I'll never be able to make an album because I can't save enough money to do it. Right. right, for sure. And uh, I think the saddest part about what what's happened, though, is that there are a lot of people out there that are really great at bringing out the best in an artist. Um, and there's producers and people that, you know, engineers that I don't think are ever going to be known because now we without knowing who they are, most of the time we put records and songs out, nobody knows who was involved in it. Absolutely. And the producer and the, you know, look at George Martin, you know, a lot. Mm. A lot of times, it's the guy that's not actually playing an instrument that's, mm. that's helping dictate it, the mm-hmm. the whole sound of a of an era, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know that. What are you gonna do? We're gonna move with the times. <laughs> yeah, you gotta that's you gotta be able do, to figure. Gonna... You have to figure out how to navigate that technology and and be able to to assimilate yourself with it, or else or else you're left behind trying to sell DVDs. And you know? don't be left <laughs> behind. I know. <laughs> I know. I remember. I remember when those CD warehouses came out, and people were selling their CDs back. And someone would call me and go, "Look what I got for a dollar!" You know, and they'd send me a picture of a CD that I'd signed to someone. I go, "Well, I hope somebody just lost that in a divorce, and wasn't that they just didn't like me." <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> well, times have definitely changed, but what hasn't changed is that people do love music, and I still love to go see live music, and that's what George and I do on our off time when we're not playing again. We're trying to find somebody to go out and see, and it's just, it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful way to live, and I know that a lot of us experienced what it was like without it when we went through COVID, and that was a that was a sad time for me, yeah. you know, not being able to go see people live, and uh, and now people are flocking to live venues, and I love it. I love yeah. that we're doing it more, and we're building more outdoor venues and larger venues for people to come and, and visit and, and share together because there's one thing that I love about music. I don't, I don't know what affiliation you are. I don't, as far as, I don't know what kind of religion you are. I don't know where you are in politics, but if you're sitting next to me and enjoying music together, we're brother and sister enjoying something wonderful. Yeah, and that's, we need the, to get that's back my to favorite that. thing about music is it transcends all that stuff. Yep. It, it brings people all together. All that noise that tries to pull us apart, music yeah, brings even, us Even together. if just for a couple of minutes. Yep. But that's, that's and, cool. And I, I do love that. Well, I'm going to play a song called Moonbird. And this is an instrumental that you said you were inspired by some of the cats that we talked about earlier, like uh, Andy Timmons. Yeah, Andy's and, a, just a huge hero of mine. I just want to be Andy when I grow up so bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm using his uh, his signature uh, Halo delay pedal that oh my he released goodness. with uh, Robert Keeley. Yeah. I'm, I'm using that on this album a lot and, and on this track. This is one of the... The softer uh, number is probably the softest number on uh, out of the nine songs, and it's kind of a a dreamy, jazzy instrumental thing that's kind of a throwback to Andy and uh, Jeff Beck and 
and some some guys like that. So just so nominal to me. guitar players. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> hold joking. a candle. I, I don't hold a candle to any of them, but I, I want to do my best to just pay tribute because that's the kind of stuff that I love. It's that's the kind of music that still moves me. And well, don't and sell yourself short, baby. You're you're a really remarkable guitar player, and it shows. And Thank you. Um, and I can't wait to share this with the listening audience. It's called Moonbird, and it's coming out. It's um, on the Rise Up Lights record that dropped on October 31st, or dropping on October 31st. And uh, you guys go out and get it. And, and do me a favor. You know, these artists like Jason, the, the only way they really make money is if you buy their music or if you come out and see them play. And certainly buy their CD or albums. And you're going to press a, you're gonna press a LP? Yeah, I've got 100 vinyl uh, being pressed. They should be here probably around December. Unfortunately, they take a little longer to arrive. Yeah, I've already got the CDs. Okay. And um, you can get all that on his website. We'll yeah, talk about that when we come back because I always sure. like to share how people can find you. But uh, let's just pull it up now. It's called Moonbird from Jason Elmore right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back to talk about how you can find Jason and maybe some shows that are coming up that uh, you guys would like to come and see him in person. Come on. All right. We'll be right back right after this.
Well, here we are back with Jason Elmore uh, talking about, you know, th- this journey that you've been on for the last several decades because you've been playing music here for, I know, 20 years. Dang, sure have. You know, um, Is that 25 you've years? Been, you've I've been, been a household it. name in our place for a long time. Um, but I but I will say that I do remember beginning because I, I think the first time I ever saw you, Jason, was down. I, I want to say it was somewhere in, in Deep Ellum is where I kind of remember. Do you remember playing? I've played a lot of places in the in the past. So and so I but know. I but maybe I heard the bone, you do maybe. where maybe the bone. Yes, it was the bone. All right. Yeah. Um, yes. Good guess. Good guess. Um, but, you know, you. I know you're getting back to your roots, which is hard rock, but you know, you can't help it. You're a really good blues player. Yeah. I, I just released a hard rock album, but I still just like all kinds of music. The next one might be a country album or it might be really a, an acoustic album or a, or, okay. or a traditional blues album. I don't know. Just whatever, whatever I like, whatever I, whatever I feel like I want to listen to is what I'm doing now. Whereas before I've always tried to kind of stay in, in, in a blues vein because I was kind of popular in that circle. You, a lot of people yes, know me for that still kind of music. Are, and and still I still are. love it. I still yeah. love uh, blues music of all kinds. Um, but I you know, I made it a, a careful point in the past to not offend those those people that, that wanted to hear more of the rock. Of the traditional blues stuff. Oh, the traditional, yeah. Whereas with this album, it's like, uh, yeah, nobody's no. really coming to the shows as much anymore anyway. So, and, and I always feel like people are mad at me and hate me, like, See, as you know. I can't believe that. So I'm like, well, <laughs> to heck with it. I'm just going to record this hard rock album. Nobody's going to listen anyway. I might as well do what oh, I want to listen to. stop that. I'm not that I anybody to, asks. We gotta, I got to work on this with <laughs> you, honey, because that's just not the way it is. But, but. I, I still love uh, blues stuff and, and blues bass blues rock i'm still you know if somebody asked me what what, what style would you describe it's blues rock you know? yeah blues well that's what i would say music. about you for sure although the new record definitely doesn't have much of the blues vibe on it but um but when i and when i go back and i look at uh, what people are listening to it's all over the place i mean you've we've got some blues songs scattered in between other things you've got i don't know how many records out now i've got three that are out before before rise up lights okay so this makes the fourth mm-hmm. yeah and um and a lot of i mean a lot of the songs that people are listening to are um definitely your vein which is I, I'm still going to say blues. Yeah. So tell me about that and the, the people that inspired you in that in that vein. Uh, a lot of the local guys is what really got well, me Well, I heard into you that. say Bugs Henderson yeah. early on. When I was a kid, my dad, when there wasn't a good concert in town, like somebody big like ACDC or Pantera or, you know, any, any big cool show, um, he would take me to a, a local place, like a blues dive, the Hole in the Wall or Poor David's Pub or... Caravan of Dreams in Fort Worth was going Greenville strong. Bar and Grill Greenville Bar and Grill, strong, a lot, yeah. yeah. And then I would see Bugs Henderson and Jim Sewler and Monkey Beat, yeah. Alan Haynes and Mike Morgan, a lot of guys like that. And that's where I really fell in love with. I was just, you know, being that close and, and in a club atmosphere, so much more intimate than the Starplex. Right. Right. It's not Starplex anymore, but, no, I, but I still call it that. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> but you were right there in front of somebody, like doing it, and. Uh, I remember when I was about 12, I was like, God, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. Well, you're doing it. 
I'm doing it now, and now no, now it's not as popular. Nobody comes to see it like no, they no, did you're in doing the it, 90s. But you know what? It, it's that's not true because I think that people in um, certainly in my my friends that can afford to go out and, and buy tickets and and see shows, I'd much rather be in a smaller venue and oh, be able to be right there where I can actually feel and experience what's going on. And uh, you know, I've I've gone to some big shows lately, and it just doesn't have the same vibe for, sure. for me. I've played on big, and you have too. We played on big festival stages. Mm-hmm. You know, in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. and that's really rad. It's awesome, but I like the feeling of a small room. You know, just a, a, a more than a handful of people, obviously, because you want that energy back. But there's something about a small room and the compression that it does to the sound, and it's just a little funkier. Well, I remember. Little, I think the first. Vibe. I like it. I think the first really the biggest show that I played early on was when I did a show with Kenny Wayne Shepherd at the Bronco Bowl, and um, and. What I didn't like about it is because you know I was a big Ken, I was a fan of Kenny Wayne Shepherd's, and even then early on they had that whole thing where you know they back everybody away and whisked him through the hall oh, no. without anybody being around, and I was like, I'm not even gonna get to meet the guy. I mean, I'm sitting here opening the show for him, I don't get to meet him. Well, so the next time I played there, I opened for Bonnie Raitt, and she was the most wonderfully welcoming person I'd ever. Met and I was nine months pregnant at the time, if you can imagine. And she came and gave me a big hug. And I just saw, um, I, I missed the show. I was in Santa Fe, I wasn't there at the right time. She played at the Opry there, and she still got it going on. And she says, I like playing places where I can actually see the people and, and, and see them singing my songs and not, you know, being so far away. And there's something about that feeling. There really is. And, and I know you've That's had awesome that. awesome that she's like that. I've always loved Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, That's so cool. I still love I'm glad to hear she's like that. I, I, st- I still love all those iconic women out there. And, um, of course, I, I grew up in the era with, uh, I, I feel like I got so lucky growing up when I did in the 60s and um, getting to see, uh, didn't get to see her live, but being actually inspired by people like, uh, well, Janice Joplin. Sure. Who, she died when I was ten, so I didn't get to didn't get to see her. But I'll tell you who to go see. Who's still touring? Mavis Staples. Oh, Mavis oh, is wow. great. I've seen her four God. times. You and I saw her at Willie's place. Amazing. And uh, yeah, and she's got to be what eighty. Still mm-hmm. doing it, right? Huh? And and just put out a new song with. Uh, who'd she just do a song with? Oh, she did a song with, who we just saw it the the other night. That we were just talking about, at um. Yes, that's married to Larkin Poe, girl. Oh, Tyler? Tyler. Oh, she did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, she's she's a beautiful soul, too. Oh, she and sure come is. Up I love all that gospel stuff that she did. She's with Stax, I think, yeah. right? Still with so. them all these years. Well, you just, you've done all this without having to do the record thing. And also, you need to remember, people do love you still, Jason. Oh, and they sweet. love your music. Love and they people. still want to come and see you. I hope they do. So don't be an Eeyore. I'm we love it. you. I'm you're, out there doing it. I'm, I refuse guy. to get a day job at this point. I've been doing it too long to turn back. So I'm out there every weekend, baby. Come see me. Jason you Elmore. The, you can go uh, find my performance calendar at jasonelmore.net. And that's got all my shows coming up. 
we're doing a, a CD release, an album. I, I'll always call it a CD release, I, I guess. It's still it's an, an album, album release. release on November 17th at the Kessler Theater in Dallas. But you're playing and Lava Cantina playing. on Wednesday night, October 25th. And That's I was right. just out there. It's a cool venue. People get out there and go to a show. And you, I know, and that's a big stage, but you can be yeah. right up next to them. Um, you know, it's yeah, got we get some to turn great... it up loud there. Yeah, you can fun. turn it up loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so go out and see Jason and yeah. get online, find out where he's going to be, and support Texas live music. Come on. Yeah, if you um, don't come see me that night, go see somebody. <laughs> there you say. go. Just support it. Keep keep live music alive because we got it. So it's, it's coming. It. It's back. It's yeah. baby. It's back. It's after, after people being locked in with COVID for all that time, as soon as the doors opened, everybody flocked out. And I know I'm, I'm first in line. So we will play a song. Um, it's one of your older songs and I still love it. It's called maybe this is about as rootsy yeah. as you can get on your kind of sound. I think lay it on them. Let's lay it do on it. Them. Yeah. This is a blues rock number. That's pretty popular and it's, Kind of that Texas, Texas blues format. Absolutely. And, uh, well, we thanks, love doing it. Thanks for being on the show, honey. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, absolutely. Glad and I'm going to come out and me. see you soon. I promise. <laughs> Thank you. You know the problem Likewise, is we're both performing. We're both playing time, all the time so. on there. But you're playing on a Wednesday night. I might. I, you might see me on the 25th. Come I'm on, look at there. my calendar, and we get off the show, and I'm going to come and see you. It's right down. It's not. It's not that far from where I live. All right, we're doing an, uh, the show with another band. Another band's coming through town, so we got uh, double booked. But we're both playing. That's all right. I just don't. I can't remember who's going on first or second. Well, that's but we're right. there. Get there for the whole thing. We'll be there. All right, we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music. But I'm going to say goodbye to my good friend Jason Elmore with this song. Maybe you guys check him out, please. Let's support live music. That's what we do around here. We'll be right back. your love keeping me in the cold I'm gonna rise above and take the higher road maybe today maybe tomorrow maybe someday you're playing games with my mind giving me the run around wasting Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe 
I know you guys probably learned some stuff that uh, you didn't know about some of us on that show just now. I don't even remember what all we talked about. We talked about a lot of things other than music as well. But, you know, that's one of the things that I love about doing this is I like to get to know these artists on a personal level because, you know, they're out there giving of their love for life and love for music. And sometimes I don't ever get to hear um, all the little intricacies of life about in their life day to day. But uh, Jason's a good guy. He really is. So if you guys get a chance, come out and see him. He's going to be again at Lava Cantina on Wednesday night, October 25th. And then his big album release party is going to be at the Kessler in Dallas on November 17th. Get your tickets to go see Jason at the Kessler on November 17th. I don't think you'll be disappointed. He's really, really talented. So I want to give a shout out, of course, to all of my sponsors. I couldn't do this show without the Guitar Sanctuary, Burris Injury Law, and also the Cadillac Pizza Pub for making it possible. And I'd also like to say that I think that we really need to, as a people, let's come together. And the best way to do that is through music. So take advantage of all these opportunities to see live music. It really is a beautiful thing in my life and it can be a great thing in yours. Invite your friends and family out, introduce them to artists. And certainly, you know, I love Texas artists, um, but any kind of artist in my book, if you want to go see them and support them and let's make that uh, our, our cry, our battle cry of bringing people together because we don't care about anything else um, when you're out there listening to music together and it's bringing such peace and joy to your life. So speaking of, we've talked a lot about Andy Timmons today. He's a good friend of mine. I know Jason loves him. So we're going to close the show with a song called Here Lies the Heart. It's a beautiful instrumental from Andy. And we'll be back next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And we'll see you next time.